This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Gwenna Lathlin and here with Tori Phantom. This podcast is dedicated to parents who wholly embrace their potentially dangerous dependence on caffeine. And those who are now just made of caffeine and spite at this point. You're just describing yourself at this point. You have no high horse to talk from here. Shh. <laughs> I mean, fair, but... Okay. So for the first time in childproof history, we need to add a disclaimer before we continue with this episode. We sure do. Because this episode is going to get heated. This is mom rants. This is mom rants. So here's your disclaimer. If you do some of the things that we are about to rant about, know that we are in no way judging you. Just because we are annoyed with something does not make it wrong. It makes it wrong for us. Yeah, we're just going to complain about stuff because we're in the mood to complain about stuff. And, <laughs> and if you've listened to us talk about anything at all, we think complaining is a great coping mechanism. Uh, we support complaining, not whining. Complaining. No. Yeah. So <laughs> I, that being said, I feel like most of our listeners are going to be like, yes, preach. <laughs> I hope so. I'm I'm excited to hear other people's mom rants too. Yeah. You should email those to childproof at betches.com. Yes. Let us let us hear that. We can uh, commiserate. So before we actually get to the ranting, we have to do everyone's least favorite bit. Start the timer. Yeah, we're just gonna rant until the timer goes off. So buckle in, folks. If you if you've listened to previous episodes, you know like sometimes we have like a game at the end. No, no, just rants. We're That's just, all this episode we're is. Just, just gonna yell this time. <laughs> no, no, that today. <laughs> okay, okay. I have brought my first rant. Are you ready? When we were prepping for this episode, this is not in any particular order. This is not like most annoying to least annoying. This yeah. is just non-specific rants. Oh yeah, yeah. This okay. is just this is just stuff that's in our brain. But I'm I'm ready to start, Gwenna. Okay, all right. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. I hate when people abandon grammar around a baby. And what I specifically mean, okay, because I am from New York. I am from the Northeast. and New York City, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rant about that next. Anyway, <laughs> I'm from upstate New York. But what I've learned and <laughs> moving to Kentucky, which is not quite the South, not quite the Northeast, not quite the Midwest. It's its own thing, but it's kind of Southern. And uh, there is a different way that people speak. And uh, there are Southern draws here. And one of the things that I learned, right, because I had my first kid in New York and then I moved to Kentucky with my middleest was a baby at the time. And I learned that when people talk to a cute baby here, they go, oh, her so cute. Her. It's not the Southern draw. I'm not mocking that. It is she. It's the her. I just say she is so cute. And I don't know why it bothers me. It's not a big deal, but it bothers me. <laughs> See, and I live in Oklahoma, which we are the same. We're not quite the South. We're not quite the Midwest. We're definitely not West or Southwest. You're Tornado Alley. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants us. Nobody wants to claim us. But that means that we get elements from all of those places influencing how we speak and how we act. And oh my God, the number... like. It's not just the her so cute, her just so cute, her precious. It's even worse when they delve into scatting at my baby. Her so baby is cute. But here, here's why it bugs me. It's not just that it's not infantilization because we're talking about infants. You can't infantilize an infant. Yeah. That's what you're actually supposed to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's It's that there does come a point where our kids learn language first by listening to it from us. Yes. Yes. 
and and the her so cute. And it's just, it's that one for me. Her so cute. Her so cute. She's cute. Why does it bother me? It makes my brain itch. But then I will laugh about this too, because while I will rant about her so cute, I am absolutely living a double standard. Oh, yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I will. Her so cute. What? What are you talking about? But then there's there's words that I will say that are totally incorrect because like that's what my kids do. Uh, when my middleest was like two years old, her favorite snack was cuckoo's milk. That is graham crackers dipped in in chocolate milk. And to this day in our house, we still call it cuckoo milk. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I I complain about like the just the random syllables falling out of someone's face hole at my child. Yeah. But then uh, despite my kids saying it to me correctly now, love you is still Lulu and bananas are still Manumanas. Yeah, yeah. Or when my kiddo says, I go to the store and I'm like, well, you went to the store, but I don't always correct it because I'm like, yeah, we did go to the store. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a double standard and I stand by it. But there's other words too that are not just related to like child rearing that like bug me and it, it just like the crud. That is another thing that I heard about when I moved to Kentucky. I, uh, my partner's friend was like, yeah, our, our kids got the crud. They got the crud. And I'm like, I was like, I was like, what, what does that mean? I had to ask my partner. I said, what is the crud? And he's like, well, it's a cold. I'm like, I just call it a cold. What is the crud? <laughs> I, I am guilty crud? of that for for non-specific like illnesses like this isn't strep it's not an ear infection it's just they feel like crap and they're not going yeah, anywhere and it makes sense it's the crud I, i'm not even like it makes sense it's a real word i get it but for me i'm like i can't start calling it the crud now because i spent the first 25 years of my life never hearing that word and now i'm like the crud N no but that's i mean that's another that's the biggest debate in in between me and my in-laws and my partner who who are here from Kentucky is I say if something is diagonal from you in a room yeah is it it's, ki it's, it's kitty ki corner it's kitty corner it's but kitty here corner. in Kentucky they say catty, catty corner. corner it's catty yeah. corner and so when we've moved we're like I'm like I want that tv kitty corner over there and someone will like drop their whole face and look at me you mean catty corner catty corner kitty corner catty corner <laughs> The regional dialects get so, so defensive about each other. Okay, okay. But before we wander into the bad territory, we do not hate the Southern dialects. No, we don't. We don't at all. It was just a very big adjustment for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just, and it's still to me, like to this day, I start to say some things now and I'm like, I, I won't say y'all on principle because my, my New York family is like y'all. Uh -huh. Bullshit. You're Southern now. Bullshit. You have said y'all to I do. me. I do. Unironically. I do. Sometimes I get a drawl too. I talk to my in-laws and I'm the most Southern person you've ever heard. It just comes out of nowhere. I'm like, I didn't know I could speak like that, but here I am. Southern drawl. <laughs> I get a nice Texas drawl when I'm really tired. Okay. So here's one that has nothing to do. This is a universal, no matter where in the country you're going to hear it. I will damn near see red when someone, especially if I'm complaining about a particular age or stage mm -hmm. and they'll be like, Oh, just you wait. Oh, the worst. Just you wait. Because what I hear them saying in my head is, oh, you think a three-year-old is bad. Just you wait till they're 13. Okay, thank you for hearing my concern and letting me know that it gets fucking yeah. worse. Thank you for totally validating my feeling and not just dismissing it by saying, uh, just you wait. But it's, it's every stage. I have it worse than you because I have a 13-year-old. <laughs> when you're pregnant, they say, they when, and you complain about being pregnant, and people are like, just you wait till the baby is here. And then the baby is a newborn and you're not sleeping, and they're like, just you wait till the terrible twos. Just you wait until this age. Just you wait. And then and then the, the pinnacle of just you wait is you are going to have teenagers someday. And it's like, why does society hate teenagers? I don't understand it. Well, I, I swear to God, it's like internalized. I did really stupid shit when I was a teenager. So clearly all teenagers are only capable of stupid shit, which is 100% not true. Right. They, no redeeming qualities. You just suffer to have teenagers. You're projecting, bestie. Right? You are having internal issues here. Right. That's, I mean, from the day my, my, uh, young, my oldest was born, right? I was still a teenager. I was, mm -hmm. I was 19 when I had her. I was still a teenager. And when she was born, I had so many people like... You're going to have a teenage daughter someday. And I'm, I, I was a teenager in that moment. And it was, it was so wild to me. But that's the weirdest thing, too, because I have three daughters, right? Mm -hmm. and, and this is connected to that rant because the amount of times I hear from people, all girls, oh, <laughs> their poor dad. 
their poor dad. Are you going to try for a boy? Are you going to try for a boy? This one, the youngest one, the little one here, that was the try for a boy. <laughs> that was it. I'm done That's... now. I got more kids See... than hands. I'm tired. And I get the, I get the inverse of, because I've got two daughters and a son. Yeah. And so they'll look at my gaggle of humans and be like, oh, bet dad's super glad you got a boy. At least there's a boy in there. It's so bizarre to me that there is this like standard, like poor dad, poor dad. He's got beautiful children. The poor thing has a beautiful family. I, man, that must be so hard for him. Like, it's so weird. It's, I don't like that. It's so. Are we ganging up on each other? I feel like. God. It's and, and it always comes back to the same thing too of oh wait till they're all teenagers and all those hormones. It is I'm pretty sure we're gonna make it through. I, I think that it's gonna be okay. <laughs> and here's 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 why that bugs me specifically. Not just oh just you wait. Not it it's not just diminishing, it's sometimes venting is regulation. Yeah. Like we talk about all the time, being able to regulate. Sometimes the best way to regulate yourself is to have a safe human or a safe group of people that you can be like, my kids are driving me up a wall without hearing. Oh, it gets worse. Right. Just right. Buckle in, bitch. Right. And that's, and I mean, we know this just in the, the personal bounds of our friendship is that every now and then we're just going to send a novel text to the other one and just losing it over some really simple things because sometimes little things add up on the wrong day and it's hard and you just need someone to care that you're having a hard time. And that just you wait is so dismissive. And it's worse when it's like a stranger who just sees your, the, the age of your kids and they're just like, Oh, just you wait. And I'm like, you don't even know me. Why are you saying that? <laughs> support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honey Love. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. So next one, next one is, it, do, it, it doesn't bother me as viscerally as Just You Wait, but I don't know how you do it. I have a 15-year-old and four-year-old twins. 
And this, this actually got worse because my twins are fraternal, which means they're not identical and they're different sexes. So they have diverged in a point where unless I tell you they're twins, it really just looks like they're just close in age. Yeah. Yeah. So I get, oh, Irish twins. They're Irish twins. No, no, they're, they're twin twins. Oh, I don't know how you do it. Bestie, what choice do I have? Or what, what else was I going to do? That's, the law I, frowns upon abandonment and failing to feed a child. Right, right. And it's and it's and it can be so frustrating, too, because I have a medically complex kiddo, and, and we've known that since she was born. And that's involved a whole lot of appointments, a whole lot of medical testing, a whole lot of procedures. And, you know, we're doing it. We're, we're in the thick of it. We've been doing it. And then I hear from people, man, I don't know how you do it. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm doing it because I have to, because I want to. Like, there's not another choice. And like, and I get it because I know people say it from a place of compassion. Yeah, they're they're trying to connect with a thing they've never experienced or understood. It's it's that like, you're so strong because you can do it. And I'm like, I I'm doing it because I have to, and it's hard, and I am strong. You're right. I am strong. It's not easy, and and I understand, like, it's totally coming from a place of compassion. Like, I'm never offended by it. The rant isn't that I'm, like, annoyed yeah. that people say that. I know it's not coming from a bad place. The rant isn't about the phrase itself. The, the rant is about how that can feel isolating in the same way yeah. that just you wait can feel dismissive because you're like, but I'm struggling mm -hmm. right now. And it is so nice that people recognize how hard it can be to be raising a child who has mm -hmm. these these medical needs where there's a lot of times we didn't know what was happening and and it's so nice to be seen in that way but when yeah. it's just like oh. just middle middle of public like yeah do I like, look like I'm struggling I feel right. like I look like, like I'm struggling right now right. right just that that whole thing of like I don't know how you do it and and I don't either. I don't know how I'm doing it either. Just give me a hug. <laughs> Closely related is, oh, you have your hands full and wow, you're so busy. Right. Yes. Thank you, Captain Obvious. I'm, I'm walking through the Kroger parking lot, pushing a overflowing cart with three children tagged along behind me. You yeah. got your hands full. Yep. Fucking thank you. <laughs> I know. I know. I do. <laughs> I know. Okay. So closely related to those is, you know how those are made, right? <laughs> Because we have we have more kids than we have hands. Yes. So there's always like one being wrangled somewhere because I can't hold on to all three of them. It's and it's always some like stranger in a grocery store. Yeah, like why <laughs> you, dear stranger in the grocery store, are you asking specifically about my sex life? Because that is how they're made. I do know how they were made. I was there. Uh do you want the details? <laughs> I I am so tempted every time you know how those are made, right? You know what? Let me give you the down low and dirty of my four years of secondary infertility. I can tell you the positions that didn't work, the positions that had some hope. I, let me tell you about my multiple losses and chemicals, huh? Oh we'll make it uncomfy. <laughs> You're going to make me uncomfy, okay? Uno reverse. <laughs> Speaking of strangers in grocery stores. Okay. Touching children, not inappropriately, just like stroking yeah. hair. Or just or like, like rubbing the back or, yeah. or pinching a cheek. I do have to say it got better with COVID. <laughs> like the, the one weird benefit of a pandemic is people stop trying to touch your children. That, like, thank you. Uh, that's great. But that is it because I'm cool. Like it's a lot of people are really nice in stores. I'm totally fine. Like I will small talk someone in the cereal aisle. That's fine. But it's when people are like, yeah, we're very much painting ourselves as never talk to us in public. That's not, that's not it at all. It's specifically like certain people with certain attitudes. Like if you have kids, you know exactly what we're talking about because most people are really nice, but there's, there's always one. There's always one, you know? <laughs> I do understand they're they're seeking a way to connect with us. They're trying to be like, you got this mama. But what comes across, it's intention versus perception. You're trying yeah. to make me feel better. You're in fact making me feel worse things. Yes. Right, right. And it's and it's because a lot of the time it's not specifically what the person is saying, but it's like if you are in the grocery store and your kid is being a little wild, if your kid is in the middle of a tantrum and you're trying to deal with that, right? And you're trying to give your full attention to the kid and some stranger's like, you got your hands full there. 
It's yep. helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Though I, had, I, I, have, I have a cute story of this old man who did want to talk to my kids in a store. Okay. Because my problem a lot of time when it comes to strangers talking to my kids in public or, you know, touching the, the children is that they will typically look right past you. The, they're adult. They're, they're human. And it's, it's weird, right? That's, that's the alarm. The red flag goes off in your head. But there's, I was at the store this one day and there was this older man and he walked up to me and he was like, you have beautiful children, right? Like not creepy. No, no red flag. And I was like, oh, thank you. And he like just had like a whole bag full of like old people candy. You know what I mean? Like you're talking like Werther's original and like in those strawberry, those strawberry candies and like some, some mints. And he said to me, he held out a handful of candy to me and, and said, can I give this to you if you want to give it to your kids later? Like, would that be okay? And it was just like such a, a moment of humanity. Like the way I'm describing this sounds really weird, but I promise it was like the sweetest moment. And he handed me this handful of candy, which I did not feed my kids because I don't take candy from strangers. But like in this way of connection with him, I did take it and thank him. Uh, but like it was just like so random and sweet. Like you, you have such a beautiful family. Here's some candy. <laughs> Before we move to the town that we live in now, the Walmart that we would frequent, one of the greeters kept his vest full of little treats. And and here's what I appreciated about this quasi-stranger, because we encountered him regularly because he was the greeter at the Walmart, right? Yeah. So he went so far. This man was definitely in his 70s. He went so far in that he would not only ask, hey, can I give your kid a treat? He would go the extra step. Can they have candy or do they need something else. And so he had little toys and little balloons and like he was being so sensitive to gluten sensitive kids, to dietary sensitive kids, to to sensory needs kids. I was like, I love I, it. So sweet. I love that. How did we go from rants to like <laughs> We're just like being really because we're bad at ranting. As it turns out, we're just we have a lot we're of really to nice, be nice stories about our rants. Yeah. <laughs> we're not people pleasers at all. Shut up. It's like I, I get ranty about it, but I'm not that mad about it. You know, it's, it's the disclaimer in the beginning of the episode. It's not that big a deal. We just feel like complaining, but also like some people are really nice, and we love that. <laughs> Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, it really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Okay, so here I'm, I'm going to trigger Tori 
into a new rant. Okay. Cherish every moment. You only get 18 summers. They grow up so fast. You're going to miss it once they're not so little. (laughs) I hate that so much because, okay, yeah, all right, we're getting a rant. Here we go. You ready? I'm gonna. I'm gonna what you can't see is like Tori is is strapping <laughs> okay, in there like, right now. <gasps> here we go. I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> it's a big fight. Okay, so here's the thing: is that I'd hate when people say anything to that. That is actually something that I just do not like, and not in like a way mm-hmm. that sometimes it's okay because there's, there's going to be no way. Like sometimes there's, there's yeah. no way that it's sometimes okay because this is always used as like I think it approaches mom guilt because if a mom is complaining if a parent is having a hard time it's straight up mom shaming straight up shaming like well you're only they're only going to be this little once enjoy every moment i will enjoy every enjoyable moment to the best of my ability that is what i can do that is what i'm going to do and i'm not going to feel bad for complaining about things that are hard if i haven't slept more than an hour a day in the last week i'm allowed to complain about it it doesn't matter that they're going to get older it doesn't matter how fast that's going to happen i am having a hard time and it is okay that i'm saying i'm having a hard time it is okay that I'm not enjoying the sleep deprivation. And as someone whose oldest kid is now 11 years old, when I was complaining that I wasn't sleeping when she was a newborn, guess what? I don't miss that part. I don't miss it. And you know, yeah, enjoy. They're only this little once. Enjoy it. Okay. You know what? I'm still enjoying her at 11 years old. I've still enjoyed her every step of the way. And I'm going to continue enjoying her because the the 18 summers thing, like I I'm going on a road trip with my mom to a Bucky's in Texas. I'm 39 years old. So my mom got more than 18 summers. We're up to 39 at this point. Yeah. Like the relationship changes. And I think a lot of it comes from this, this feeling of like when they are smaller, they are more yours, right? As they get older, they, they kind of pass a point where they start to become their own person. They're developing their own personality and interest. They want to do things without you. And so that, I think that that sentiment comes from like, they're only going to be yours for a short time. They're only going to be your baby, but. They're, they're but that wanders person. into, that's the point. We yes. are not raising good children. Right. We are trying to help shape functional, contributing, happy, healthy, stable adults. Our job is not to keep them children forever. Yes, and I did have these babies. They are my kids, but more importantly, they are their own person. And while there is a totally dynamic shift that continues to happen as they age, I love getting to know my kids. I love when they figure things out about themselves and share it with me. I love when they info dump things about some video game at me because they are interested and they want to share that with me. How lucky am I? I love that. And so to say, well, enjoy every moment. And not every moment is enjoyable. Yeah, I'm never (laughs) going to miss wiping fecal matter off another human being's body. It's, (laughs) It's... you can't make me miss you that. You can't make me miss it. You can't make me miss it. Do I Do I miss those days? Can I look back through rose-colored glasses and miss holding my sweet little newborn who smelled like fresh yeah. baby? Yeah. Would I do it again? No. No. no it's done. not enough for me to it's want not to enough do for me it to want again. To, yeah. And and so I think it's very much, uh, even, even if your intention is trying to be good with it, mm-hmm. it feels so dismissive. It feels so shamey because like we're not well, allowed to complain. Yeah. And here's the thing is, again, I recognize there are things that I am going to miss. I know that. But at the moment, focusing on that acute loss that I will find later is helpful. How? Right. That's that's exactly it. Like I it is not helping my kids or me to feel like, man, I'm going to miss this. And because then it also creates this kind of dynamic where you feel like you are desperately holding on to those moments. Like I have to soak this in. What if I forget they're only what if this is the last time I do this? And that's like that's going to that's so much more hurtful than just enjoying the moment to the best that you can. Well, and here's here's what here's where I confess that I'm really bad at a thing for exactly what this like cherish these moments 18 summers they grow up so fast i suck at taking pictures of my kids while we do stuff now i've got lots of like cute little moments that i just happen to capture but like when we go places when we have these experiences i am so effed in the head by these types of sayings that i'm like i don't want to be experiencing my child's childhood through a phone screen. I want to be engaged and present. And so what it means is I'm not finding the middle ground. Right. 
Right. I'm not taking any pictures because, oh, I, I, I'm just, I'm capitalizing on my kids. I'm, I'm just recording the events. I'm not participating in them. There's I mean, a you know what, ground somewhere. You know what? I have this friend who has green hair who said to me the other day, it's you. I'm talking about you for anyone who doesn't yeah. know Gwena has green hair I don't know what right I now. said. I have no idea what's coming here. Gwena said to me the other day, and I think it's very fitting in this discussion, that sometimes watching is just as fun and important as doing. Don't come for me like that. That's Don't throw my own words back. That is what Gwena <laughs> said to me the other day. And I, it really resonated with me. And I think all you needed to hear that, including you, Gwena. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's definitely, I mean, we just went on vacation and, and I took plenty of pictures, but not so many, right? There are gaps yeah. missing, but it's like you have those moments where you're like, I'll, t- I'll snap a quick picture. Well, and they're just, they're triggers because that one picture should trigger the rest of the memory that you created yeah. with your kids. Right. And that, and that's okay. the thing when we talk about that too with the, well, they're only little ones. And I think part of that too, because I think it forces parents in a way who are constantly inundated with this uh, verbiage that they have to, just like you said, be turned on and engaged 24 seven, which number one kind of pushes people to feel like they have to be the sole source of entertainment for their children, which is impossible, but also makes people feel like their kid is going to hit some age and then suddenly want nothing to do with them. Like the other day we had some bad storms right back to that teenager. hate. Yes. But the other day we had some bad storms. My oldest kid doesn't love storms. And I woke up in the morning and I thought it was my littlest kid who was snuggled in bed behind me because she does that sometimes. No, my 11, my 11 year old Woke up because the thunder was so loud and she got scared and she just crawled into bed. In fact, the other night we were having a whole conversation about something and then I ghosted you. Mm -hmm. And when I got back, I was like, sorry, I got invited into my teenager's room and we played a game. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say no to that. So to anyone. I don't want to say no to that. (laughs) To anyone listening who has young kids who is hearing this kind of thing and is unsure how to process it, unsure if you should be trying to enjoy the diaper blowout that has gone into their hair, it went so high, that is afraid that your kid is going to reach some age and suddenly the dynamic is going to be like a light switch and they're not going to want to hug you anymore. They're not going to want to. That's not how it works. It is going to shift. The dynamic shifts. Things change. They grow. You're going to grow, right? You're not going to be the same person when your kid is 10 that you are when they're one. Honestly, you're not going to notice a whole bunch of the changes until you start like looking back on your past. You're still going to have like that special bond with your kid that doesn't go away because they got older. So enjoy the enjoyable moments. Cherish the moments that feel so good. But don't put so much pressure on yourself to feel like you're not allowed to have a bad day, that you're not allowed to really hate a part of parenting. So can I confess one of those cliches that uh, actually does sort of get me and compel me into one day you'll pick your kid up and put them down and never pick them up again. Yo, this one gets me too. (laughs) And I've my heart to never stop picking my kids up. Like, I don't, you'll be 50, I'll be 70. I'm still picking you up, child. It's, I have just, to. Just because I <laughs> refuse to let it be the last time I ever picked you up. This is my oldest kid. Every now and then I just kind of scoop her up and it's uncomfy for both of us because we're both bony. It's just brief. I'm like, listen, I have to do this because the internet told me that someday I'm going to stop, okay? And it makes me really sad. Just, I picked, I'm just going to pick you up real quick. I my 15-year-old athlete up. My athlete is, is and muscular and fit and tall. And I was like, this is not going to be it. <laughs> like Hulk lift this child up because this is not the last time I'm putting you down. I cannot have a last time of picking you up. That's the one. We'll give we'll give credit to that cliche. That, that, that one's fine. Particular one, I won't. Yeah. I won't let it go. That one's fine. Yeah, that's that's cool. I'm I'm fine with that one. I'm gonna keep picking my kid up. I'll show up at her house someday when she moves out. Like, listen, it's time. I gotta pick you up again. Her, her wedding day, like we're we're I'll waiting to go down, down the, the aisle. aisle. Her her future husband or wife or partner is standing down there. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. We gotta get this over with. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well. 
Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Uh, Because this is a fun game for me, I am going to trigger Tori into a rant again because that was amusing for me. (laughs) Hey, Tori. Yeah. Did you try lavender oil for your child's chronic illness? Actually, I don't know if your child is chronically ill, but did did you try putting onions on her feet for her congestion? Okay. Here we go. go. All right. Did you try thieves oil? That that really I that wish they could see my face right now. My kid. <laughs> cured, huh? Cured. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it's cured. a cure-all, it cures nothing. We know that. Uh, Thank you, Sawbones. I know. I love Sawbones. But we uh, like to believe in science around here. Now, there are some things that do have backing, right? Yeah. Like, there's some stuff that is like a holistic. Aromatherapy yes, is real. And holistic treatments, yeah. there is validity in that. But mm-hmm. when someone is like, well, I saw this post on Facebook that was a screenshot of a tweet that Red had flag. an article from a website that was spelled wrong, that <laughs> if you take grape jelly and smear it on the back of your neck, you won't get the flu. And I'm like, do I? Okay, honestly, I'm going to reference a whole other podcast, but I have listened to so much Sawbones that I get angry when I see an elderberry or Sambacol product on the shelf. Elderberry tastes really good for what it's worth. It does. I love elderberry jam, but it's not going to fix the flu. Yeah. And and it's fine. Like if you like supplements, that's cool. If you've talked to your doctor, the thing that I have a problem with, like you are allowed to make decisions for your family and your baby. That is absolutely, I will never judge you for it. I am never going to judge you for decisions you're making for your family. The problem I have is when you tell me without me asking, because there is a difference. If I ask someone for advice and they say, well, did you try? And maybe I tried it. Maybe I didn't. That's fine. And maybe they give me advice that I'm like, I don't think that works for me. That's fine. It's the unsolicited. It's the unsolicited put potatoes in your socks. Did you try that? It's going to fix it. So the last time this happened to me, it was unsolicited. In the damn grocery store. Apparently, what my problem is, is the grocery store. <laughs> Apparently, this is the source of all my woes. It's the grocery store. I love because the grocery store. <laughs> I was getting my children's allergy medicine. My children are my children. We live in Oklahoma. We are allergic to the state we live in. So at certain times of the year, my children are just permanently on Allegra or Claritin or Zizol or like that's just... We take a gummy vitamin, we brush our teeth, we tip back a shot of Zizol. Okay, t- wait, hang on a second. Hang on. I'm actually judging you very harshly right now. You're what? drinking the medicine after brushing your teeth? Doesn't that make it taste worse? My children are weird and they really like all the flavors of medicine. We haven't found one that right, they don't like. but after brushing your teeth, is you said you brush your teeth and then take the medicine. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how that ended up. Now that you've pointed it out, I'm recognizing that that is maybe the weird way to do it because we managed to get the gummy vitamin in before brushing teeth so we can like scrape off that little bit of sugar. Right. But then there's a little bit of sugar in gummy vitamins. Maybe they just think because of the the pattern you do this, they're like, yeah, this medicine is minty. Like maybe. (laughs) Maybe that's why they like all of them. That is the first time I've ever been confronted with that. Maybe the weird order. You know what? Do what works for you. Do what works for Okay. Gwen is the only person I'm judging today. But uh... <laughs> yeah, but no, a stranger walked up to me while I'm buying my children's allergy medicine. Oh, your kids have allergies? They do. And like, I'm trying to be nice. I'm not automatically judging. Did you try? And then they listed off this really complicated salve. 
uh, that involves Vaseline and onion grass. And that's where I tuned out. I didn't go any further, like cataloging that information for storage. I was like, I didn't, but you know, maybe I won't do that. That's the thing. If someone does this, I am never impolite. Like I am genuinely like, I will always be as kind as I can. Like, even if you were telling me something where in my head, I'm like, what? I am still going to be polite. Like I'm not rude. I'm just like, I, when did I ask? I typically be like, uh, yeah, maybe we'll give that a shot. Yeah, I think like, for now, oh, like, I'll write that down. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's just a quick like, okay, I accept that you said this to me and I'm moving on with my day. I'm going to do what I know works. Uh, but the other thing that I get to is the unsolicited advice. Now, I have a kid with sensory aversions and uh, she has a lot of food sensitivities and she has a very limited diet. And we've been working on that for years. We're in feeding therapy. We do occupational therapy and she's come a long way. Okay, there are, I could, I could do a whole podcast episode just on the things that we I was do. I going to say, when we first met, she couldn't use a straw yet. Yeah. Like yeah. she couldn't figure that out. Right, because she also has like muscle weakness in, in her like in her jaw, right? And and she's come a long way. We've been working on this for years. But the amount of people who are like, you just just make her eat. Just make, why don't you just, just put it in her plate? If she's, if she's hungry, she'll eat it. No, she won't. I promise you she won't. It's just that. Her is fine. Her <laughs> fine. Her <laughs> fine. Full circle. <laughs> But that's, I mean, it drives me nuts because like the thing is, is that there is invaluable advice that I have learned from listening to people, right? And we see this like on social media a lot. I love the virtual village of parents online who are sharing their experiences because there are so many things that I've learned. I mean, we were just on a live stream the other day talking about something and and the language we used with our kid and someone was like, this is what I say. And we were both like, that's brilliant. Yes. And I don't remember what that was, but I will after we're done recording this episode. (laughs) It's gone. But there is so much value in people sharing their experiences and their stories. Like, I don't want to get that twisted. It's not that I don't want anyone to talk to me or, or try to give me advice. But there is a difference between me taking what I need from your experience, me asking for advice. And me just being confronted in the allergy medicine aisle. Right. And being confronted by someone. Maybe they do know you and your kids. Maybe they don't, but it is the way of like, well, I know better than you, even though I don't know your kids. Like that's where or what you try or what's going on. Right. 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 And and like maybe you do have some cool trick that would work and and that's awesome. But like it's it's the tone, I think. It's the way that people approach you. Because again Honestly, I really think it has to do with setting. Yeah. Well, because here, here's here's what's bold of us is we have a parenting podcast, which means we are giving advice right. on parenting. But I think the difference is is people are technically asking because they are returning to listen to episodes. Yeah, and and here's the thing too. I don't know if you ever get this in your comment section, but I get comments sometimes from folks that are like, "I usually agree with you, but I don't agree with you on this one." And you know what? That is absolutely valid and okay. And I'll share videos like, this is what I did. This is what I tried. And I'll have people say, when this happened in my family, this is what I did. And I'm like, oh, that's good. I think I'm going to use that. One of my taglines is, it it works for my family. It doesn't, it might not work for yours. It might not work for yours. You put me on the spot and my brain's like, I don't know. I've never heard anything you've ever said. You've never spoken to me in my life. I figured this out. It is not about the advice it is about the difference between someone telling you what to do and an exchange of information. Yes. Because when we are having a conversation, right? Because even in a virtual setting, even in a grocery mm-hmm. store, we can have small talk with someone. Yes. And there is a difference between this being feeling like a conversation and, and feeling an like some yes. And I think that's that's the issue that we have now that we are so long into talking about all of this that it yes. keeps coming back to you. I figured it out. And it is about the context of that advice. Are we having a conversation, just sharing our experiences? Did I ask for advice or did you corner me in an aisle and tell me I shouldn't be feeding my kids those pancakes? Like, yeah, yeah, there's there's the difference. (laughs) Okay. So this one, this is probably looking at the clock. uh, That timer is getting awfully close there. (laughs) I think we have time for one more rant. Okay. Do you have one? I I do. I have, I have one. Are you, are you ready? Cause I actually think this one's going to set you off. Okay. Go. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Kids these days, 
Kids these days, these iPad iPad babies, babies. <laughs> iPad babies. These kids never put the phones down. These kids, they need to go outside. These kids these yes. days, they they walk all over their parents. <laughs> no, we're sp- these kids, these ladies, kids. gentlemen, and those who <laughs> fall outside a binary definition. How are you complaining about these iPad babies? Are you thumb pecking it into your <laughs> fucking device? Oh, how did how did you, a grown, probably educated in some version, adult, go do your job? Did you chisel it into a fucking stone, or did you use a screen? <laughs> No, seriously, though, it, like, I, I understand the screen time debate. We've talked about this. That's a whole different episode, okay? It is it is content over time, right? But also, we The presence a of world. a screen is not going to ruin a child. It's not going to ruin them. Okay, and also, we live in a digital world by not showing our children how to use these, yes. by not showing our kids how to navigate the internet. We are doing them a disservice. My kids started learning coding in the second grade. Second grade, second right. Second grade, it's a different world. Yeah, my kid is on an iPad. She taught herself to read on that iPad at four years old. Yes. It's yes. There's balance. We should find a balance. But if someone knows that their kid has a hard time in the restaurant and so they bring the iPad so their kid isn't going to be a distraction, but they can still enjoy an adult meal with adults in public, they're allowed to do that. Do you know how, so both of my four-year-olds know basic addition, which if you follow standard education practices, that's a tiny bit early for knowing basic addition. Do you know what taught them basic addition? Playing Minecraft with their older sister who would be like, all right, make it four blocks high and add two more. How many blocks do you have? You have six blocks. Yeah. So you need to make the next one six blocks high. Yeah. And the thing is, is that there there is this push right now. We, we find that screen time balance in our house too. But my kids, my two littler ones will go. They have this video game they play together. They will snuggle up on the couch and I hear them talking. They are live role playing as they move their characters through this world, Right. How is that any different than playing with their Barbie doll? They're still using their imagination. They're still doing this, but it's in a different way. And they're learning different skills than we learned as kids. Like we had to take typing classes when we were in school. These kids don't. They they, they come out of the womb knowing how to type 50 words a minute. Like it's, <laughs> they, I, I understand that there is a line, but I don't think any person has the right to define that line for another family. Well, and it's almost the kids these days complaints always come from a group of people who likely were the target of commercials that had to remind them to go find their fucking kids it's after 10, 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? I would be sitting on a couch at 10 p.m. going, I don't know where my parents are. <laughs> a latchkey kid, you know, like, well, I, my parents know I'm home, I guess. And. Keep in mind, this is not a universal experience. Not everyone had to be reminded to find their damn kids. My mom never, like I had when the streetlights came on curfew, which was well before 10 p.m. Okay. But kids these days, folks, you grew up in a completely different century, in a completely different millennium. Of course, things have changed. Of course, it's because different. I think that the the what I always see, you know, when when I decide to make myself mad by like reading a, a Facebook thread, I just I need just, rage right, right now. I just need to Facebook. get it out. I just need to read this on Facebook. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you scroll in and you're reading people who are mad about it. And they're like, these kids need to go outside. But like if I sent my kids outside and I didn't go monitor them, someone would like call the police on me for neglect. It's a different world. It's it's totally different because like when I was a kid, I was I was always outside. I was always outside. And I was also always on the computer. There was a balance there. My kids go outside. We have a lot of fun outside. But it's not I'm not sending my kids just to go wander the neighborhood. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> yeah, my my eldest takes her devices outside and does device things outside. Yeah, because it's comfy, because it's cozy, right. because she wants to listen to a podcast or she wants to play a game with her friends yeah. outside. This counts for me. This is this, balance. Absolutely, that's my one of my kids loves to take our Google Home and plug it in on the porch, and she brings the the iPad out so that she can control her music, and she just listens to music and lays in the yard. 
it's it's a balance. They go together. It's, it doesn't have to be one or the other. And I hate that there's this judgment. Like, like as a parent, have you ever felt that kind of like nervousness to be like, yeah, my kid has an iPad. Mm-hmm. Like you're free oh, no. to admit it. <laughs> I, I debated so hard when I bought my kids seven-year-old iPads because they're four and I'm pretty sure they're going to break them. But no, I remember that you were going, I remember we were having a conversation when you're like, I'm yeah. not sure if I actually want to do this. And I was like, like, no, it's going to be fine. Yeah. I have iPad babies. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, and now they've learned basic edition from right. Minecraft. Right. Like and, it's fine. And here's the thing too, is that the, the folks that are like, oh, they're too young for a phone. They shouldn't have a phone at eight years old. Why do they have a phone? They don't need a phone. I would argue that at eight years old, especially if you have a kid who walks to school, if you have a kid who sometimes does things like activities where you're not there, do you know how lucky we are as parents in this century to be able to hand our young child a communication device where they can call us? That it, it And like, they probably don't need to call us, right? But there is always, it is like a safety net, right? And if you, like, you have the, the find my on your phones, like, you know where your kid is. That is so spectacular what a cool safety thing like i'm not now, saying to be fair unlimited. that can absolutely be abused but right, right it can absolutely be abused and it can absolutely like if you don't know how to use parental controls if you aren't putting the limits it can go a lot of ways wrong there's a well, lot and of there's, ways it there's can go a lot wrong. of legwork right but that is 21st century parenting yes. we have to start talking about digital safety from the womb right from we start talking about age. digital safety and we continue because, to have those conversations right because they're growing up in a digital you know, age this and is so going to be me, another episode i think you know for me <laughs> as a millennial parent i cannot look at my predecessor's work on digital safety because to be fair to them it didn't really exist right they didn't know what we were getting into online they, they didn't, yeah we had the time we were kids we had more time to be surfing the web in ways that we shouldn't we should not have we been. Not and have so been. we learn from our own example. Yeah. I can't keep you off the internet, but I can ensure that you understand how to navigate. Right. I can be your internet. training wheels because I don't want to keep you off of all internet and then, oh, you're 13. You can go on social media. No, have that's fun, dangerous. At 13, yeah. that's when we hold hands and we start to navigate what that looks like together. But we're having those conversations beforehand. And that's so, it, it's an important part of parenting yeah. in the 21st century. You have to do this. And on that note, that that was going to devolve into an entire episode, so I'm glad the timer just went off. Coming soon, we talk about internet safety on Child Proof. Yes. How soon? <laughs> as soon as one of us remembers that we had this conversation. <laughs> Our email box is just going to be full of, hey, do digital safety, hey, do digital safety. <laughs> just 100 emails. Okay, so we do actually need to hear from you. If you've got a mom rant, if you want to remind us to do an episode on digital safety, also, if you've just got a general question, we're going to be doing an Ask Us Anything episode very soon, and we need questions to answer. So email us at childproof at betches.com, and you could be featured on Childproof. And we are all over social media. I am at Tori Phantom in all places, and Gwenna is at Mama Cusses, and of course, you should be following at Betches Moms on Instagram, too. So you don't miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to Childproof on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple and Spotify. Remember, sometimes our kids are the assholes. And sometimes it's us. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salzmacat and Sean Kilby. Editing by Basilio Perez. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email to moms at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.